What's up, everything? The playoffs are over and the offseason has begun and it began with a bang as Jeremy Rutherford returned from vacation to ruin our lives with the bombshell report that Vladimir Tarasenko has requested a trade. This episode won't be for the faint of heart as we take a deep dive into what is really ailing the Blues and how much, if anything, can be done to heal the team. It's a long, bumpy summer ahead, so let's get started and let's take some professionally prescribed antidepressants. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Thursday, July eighth, and we stand vehemently against street antidepressants on this yeah. podcast. You don't t- don't get them from down by River De Pere. That's right. Don't, don't do anything. That, River that's where they dump them. They dump everything <laughs> in the River De Pere. Old car tires, Xanax, it's you a know, a few human bodies. Some of them aren't dead. No. <laughs> Just, They're writhing. That's <laughs> they want to live. Oh, much like the St. Louis Blues, Ian. But before we talk about the desecrated carcass that is this franchise, folks, it's not going to be pleasant today, I don't think. I... I think if this podcast has a defining characteristic other than general generalized sucktitude, you know, just <laughs> all purpose not being that good, if we have a defining characteristic... Well, we're trying to get better, though. Oh, God, are we? I mean, there's so much room to improve. I would say that it's, you know, we wear our heart on our sleeves. Yeah. And the six or seven people who listen to this podcast, that's what apparently they want from us. They couldn't not, because that's all we ever do. <laughs> So this week, it's doom and gloom. Next week, maybe we traded Tarasenko for like two first-round picks, and it's sunshine and daisies. Who knows? You don't know. We don't know. It's a new... It's like opening, you know, one of those mystery boxes of chocolates. It's probably bad, but it might be a different kind of bad this time. It's for, it's for uh, you know, it's how we feel, but it's for entertainment as well. I think about that sometimes when you get a really bland fan take on stuff where it's like well i've taken a very measured look and i've thought this through yeah. and i'm like that's cool and that's fine and that's and that's probably better in yeah some that's ways. probably very healthy in all honesty but like at the same time it's boring and lame and i don't want to hear that what i want to hear is people going ape shit either positively or negatively for anything that's going on and it's like you know when you start talking about trading faces of the franchise it doesn't look so good it makes you not feel so great yeah i mean that's kind of we've we've issued a couple of tweets in the past couple of days that have gotten I don't want to say they got ratioed because I think a lot of people are where we're at but they've gotten some healthy mixed review reviews. mixed yeah. reviews like most of our episodes <laughs> zero mixed percent of Rotten Tomatoes so we're saying mixed. but the fan choice give us forty five percent so we're doing okay a real fast nine. Uh, <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, people feel differently than us and that's fine. But I think the spirit of our tweets are just, this is a team that won the cup two years ago 
And in the space of those two years, we have lost the two franchise stars that defined our team before that season. I know Ryan O'Reilly has taken up that mantle on offense Mm. with Tarasenko hurt. I would argue that Tarasenko, if he is ever fully healthy, which you could debate maybe never again, Mm. but were he to return to full health, would still be the biggest star on the team. Because Ryan O'Reilly, as we talked about, phenomenal player, glue guy, but not like an insane skill guy. Mm. And Vladimir Tarasenko, fully healthy, is one of the elite scorers in the league. But leaving that aside, two your two biggest stars prior to the 18-19 season, at the very least, now have chosen to leave in free agency. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people say, yeah, well, you know, he wanted an NMC and he wanted more salary up front. And it's like, yes, Probably true. Also, he clearly didn't want to take like those fairly small differences out of the contract to benefit the Blues. Right. Like he wasn't he wasn't taking a hometown discount, and nobody is entire nobody is expected to. Mm. But if you're the captain and cornerstone of a Stanley Cup <laughs> roster, you might. Mm. Some people do. You know, <laughs> like. It's it's not a regular thing, but it's happening more often. Yeah, I feel like and maybe especially with a flat cap too. But you would like to think that if this franchise was healthy and had like a good feel within the locker room, and like we were moving somewhere positive, that a Petrangelo or something like that could definitely look and say, you know what, I could take just a little less because I believe in what's happening right. here. Um, it's not a huge indictment of like the entire organization, but it doesn't necessarily make you feel warm and fuzzy. That's the thing that felt weird is people are kind of like, well, Petrangelo left and that's just a business deal. And it's like, yeah, man, but like they'll say that's life, but life is also like feelings and emotions. And like, right. if they don't feel like they want to stay for any number of things, that just doesn't feel good. Right. Um, especially when it's like one of your best players. I think that's what's crazy is sometimes people will talk about Petrangelo leaving too. And they'll talk about it in the sense like, well, we just lost. A player we lost we lost somebody but we can recover it's like you lost like arguably your best player mm-hmm. and we're just going to talk about well it's no big deal it's like i don't know i don't know i don't know if i'm going too far down the rabbit hole yet but i just don't know what reality some blues fans are living in maybe they don't be as pessimistic as us but i just feel like it's turned into this like blind eye to like what's happening <laughs> we won a cup and it's now a blanket over what's happening with this team. I'm like, do you not see us? At very least, we're not doing anything to stay relevant. You know what I mean? Like, we're not, like, pushing. This team's not pushing to be as good as it was two years ago or get significantly better. It's very much, and I I don't claim to know everything about the Cardinals, but it's very much along those same lines where it looks like, hey... We're doing all right, right? We got a roster that looks serviceable, right? And you're like, yeah. And then when you make the playoffs and you get bounced, you're like, ah, what can you do? And it's like, that's not... Is that what you want? Like, if that's what you want, then I guess that's fine. But, like, that doesn't seem good enough. And it's definitely not good enough to get springboard yourself to be better. Right. It feels like if you're good enough right now, you're just going to sink. Yeah. Yeah, why don't we go ahead and... Drill down here, and then we can talk about the cup mm. later because you know we know what we're, we've there. already launched into this. Um, but we're deep into this, yeah. So as I'm assuming everyone listening to this knows, but just in case, Jeremy Rutherford, the <laughs> intrepid Blues beat reporter for the um, Boston Globe, Boston. <laughs> <laughs> for the Athletic, 
broke the story yesterday that Vladimir Tarasenko, the 29? Yeah, already. Almost 30, I guess, because he's 91. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, Ringer, yeah. Winger has requested a trade. There's no timetable for the trade, but it is expected to get done before the beginning of next season. That's one of the weird take, weirder takes I saw a couple times was like, well, he requested one. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yes, it does. I know. There isn't no one publicly requests a trade in the NHL yeah. to this extent and then is just on the team next year. I mean, I'm sure you can find exceptions, mm-hmm. but generally... It, who wants that in your locker room? Right, you wouldn't want him there you. next year. And, and you know, you look at Eichel, who hasn't even publicly, to this degree, I don't think there's been a report that has been like, yes, Jack Eichel wants out of Buffalo. Yeah, I don't think he's I think, requested for a trade at I all. think we know that he does. Yeah. But, I mean, even to the extent that that's public, you heard, like, Kevin Adams talk about last week like we're gonna build around our young core of middlestat reinhardt and cousins and it's like or not reinhardt uh darlene and cousins and it's like oh so i guess the two big names that are just you know ubiquitous by their absence not ubiquitous the other word i'm thinking of uh but i can't think of it anyway you know something by their absence people know the phrase i'll think of it it'll come to me but um you know, it's he's not going to be here next season. It's mm-hmm. done, and that kind of sucks. But even if he was here, like I think that's such a bigger indictment on like there's no no nobody one, wants nobody him. wants yeah. right. I think that's what's scary too. In this article, they said something about they had sources that talked to GMs that basically confirmed yeah, Army's shopping him. And then I think the sources Rutherford asked like, oh, would you want Tarasenko? And I think they all said no. Yeah, which is like it's only four or five GMs, but it's like well that's. I Not think great. I don't want to dig in too much, but I think you're probably looking at a deal that's money f- similar to the Neil and Lucic deal. I uh, mean, yeah. Tarasenko's isn't nearly as bad. It's just two years, but it's probably money in, money out, and you're probably getting a similar player who's been good in the past, but is worn out as welcome on his current team, whoever that is, a Max Domi, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, an well, Kuznetsov. Yeah. I think his contract's a lot longer. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that uh, in a minute. According to JR sources, Tarasenko is upset. Uh, this is another thing that has not seemed to be made a big enough deal about to me. Yeah. Uh, Tarasenko is upset with the team's handling of his shoulder surgeries in 2018 and 2019. His first two of three surgeries, which were both handled by Blues physicians, and he feels there is no trust left between him and the organization. Sources say Tarasenko complained about shoulder discomfort after rejoining the Blues for the playoffs in the Edmonton bubble in 2020, and he believes the club waited too long before conducting additional testing. By the way, sources are Vladimir Tarasenko (laughs) or his agent. Like, there's no... You know, this isn't like uh, Ryan Miller, fake Ryan Miller, like leaking this to Jeremy Rutherford. Mm -hmm. This is obviously a piece where the agent or Tarasenko wants JR to know this and report it. He's a new agent, by the way, too. Yeah. It's no longer Mike uh, Liu. So it's like. uh... Another reason to like sever ties with the Blues a little bit. 
Uh, sources also say the lack of trust became a bigger issue over the course of the season because the Blues weren't taking ownership for the mishandling of the first two surgeries. Tarasenko was also not ha- happy with the Blues using him as a net front presence this postseason and had some lingering disappointment about not being named captain after Petrangelo left. There is no imminent deal at this time. Now, the captain thing, I I get why they went with O'Reilly. Oh, yeah. I think that was the right choice. But... Yeah. I, you know, that, was it Ben Fredrickson or Tom Timmer? One of those two uh, just had that god-awful tweet about all that. I just, I mean, I, was, I typically have liked him and his yeah. reporting and his tweeting, but oh my god. I mean, we've all had some howlers, so <laughs> I don't judge him, but woof. Um, but some of that, like, well, he's just whiny about not being captain. It's like, you can sympathize, man. Like, mm. ima- imagine if people... People forget that, yes, being a professional athlete is like a dream job for all of us. Mm-hmm. But to these people, it's still their job. Right. And if you get passed up for a promotion by some dude that's been there for 18 months, or not even in that case, and you're just like, the hell? You know? <laughs> I guess it was two years at that point for O'Reilly. But like, and you've been on the squad for 10 years and you were the best, you were the heartthrob for a long time and... Now this new guy comes in and he passes you up for a promotion. Yeah, you're going to be pissed. Mm. Even if you're making as much money as you were before or even more money and you're doing all right, like all these things are going okay, of course you're going to be pissed. Because it says something about how the organization thinks of you, which is the problem here. Mm. And I, I really think the point you made about like, yes, it's a fact of life. Yes, stuff happens. But also emotions and feelings are part of life, you know, like... How Vladimir Tarasenko, you can call him a baby or a whiner or whatever you want, but how the dude feels about his situation matters a great deal, not only to how happy he is, but to how well he plays Mm. and how motivated he is. If he looks lazy on the ice, which a lot of people say that he does, maybe that's because he doesn't give that much of a damn when he's playing here. Like, and I'm not excusing that necessarily. I'm not saying Vladimir Tarasenko just is the good guy in this situation and, and, or the bad guy. No, I, I guess the good guy and Army's the bad guy, but like, it's not black and white. There's there's truth on both sides probably. And he's what you can't what you can't do is just say that his feelings are invalid, you know? Mm. I'm not trying to do a like his truth thing, but like what he feels about his job situation and his future is not good. And that's legitimate whether or not you think his complaints are legitimate. What he feels is legitimate. Because that's what he feels. Well, like you can't is, change like, that. If you don't think he's captain material, that's fine. And like, I don't necessarily think he is either. But mm-hmm. if that's how he feels, and like they, and he feels kind of like, I don't know, the franchise didn't treat him well in that regard. Right. Like I, I don't. I'm trying to read between the lines here, but it feels like you could probably approach him and talk to him about it, maybe in such a way that he feels better about mm-hmm. not being named captain. But it makes me feel like they just named. A rally captain, they said, well, that's that. Which might be fine in most cases for a lot of teams, even on the Blues and, you know, the past. But it's like, maybe if you have somebody who's been there for whatever it is, seven years at that time, and he is kind of the face of your franchise, um, you maybe do need to, like, sit someone down and talk to him. You know what I mean? Like, if you got two people that you 
are really close with they're both great friends and you have to figure out who's going to be best man at your wedding or something you might have to sit down and talk to both of them to figure out yeah. like hey i'm picking this person but i just want you to know that sort of thing i don't know that that wasn't done with tarasenko but it feels like it probably wasn't done because you feel you know shunned and hurt by this um again like you said i'm i'm with the blues o'reilly's a great captain totally fine with that so it just feels like Tarasenko feels like he's not being heard. This sound, this feels like a, this feels like mm-hmm. a, a counseling uh, appointment, but like it feels like he's not being heard by the team. Right? He's had concerns about his shoulder. They don't seem to really care about what he has to say about his shoulder. He has concerns about where he's been put on the power play. They don't really seem to care about that either. And I get the narrative will be well. That's that's one guy, and this is a team sport, and people always like to bang the the team team drum, you know, with hockey where it's like hey. It's not about one guy, you know, it's not about the name on the back, it's the, the crest on the front of the jersey, but it's like, again, yes, but this is made up of individuals, and I'm not saying this team has to cater to one person, but it just feels like they weren't, they weren't making him feel heard. There's ways to do all the things the Blues did with Tarasenko, but still maybe make him feel a bit better about all these situations by, I don't know, talking to him, by, by maybe handling him with a little bit of different gloves you know what i mean rather than saying nope this is just the way it is buddy again i don't know that's the case it just feels like it from what i'm from what's been reported it fits a pattern of information we're gathering too about doug armstrong and maybe to a lesser extent this locker room there's always been rumors that the locker room was cancerous mm-hmm. and you know not what was a month or so or two ago where jr basically said like when i reported in 2019 that the team was like minutes from like a massive locker room shakeup, mm-hmm. and that there were was really bad blood in that locker room like i will take that reporting to my grave even if they managed to hit their stride and gel for four months and win a Stanley Cup. And, like, he's not wrong. Like, he knows that one of the things that I I just don't get is when people are like, uh, you know, well, I, you know, we just don't know what JR knows and what he doesn't know. It's like, he knows more than you, pal. Yeah, that's for sure. Right. You're not that guy, dude. Um, <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like, you can, when people say there's two sides to every story, I'm like, I think you're right. But this is the only side we have, you know what I mean? Like, they've reached out to talk to Armstrong, like, for comment and stuff on this specifically, and there's nothing, and it makes sense for now, but it's like, we can only, you can only go with what you've got, right? And I feel like there's been a lot of people that are kind of falling over themselves to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa the Blues are fine, the Blues are fine, the Blues didn't do anything wrong here. Blues are okay, this is, this is uh, Tarasenko's <laughs> fault, he's always been this way, you know, just move him out, move on. And it's like, I don't know why... I'm, I'm still going to root for the Blues next year. I'm going to root for the Blues for the rest of my life, and I'm going to cheer for them, and if they win other cups and whatever. So with that in mind, I really don't need to like fall on a sword to be like, oh, don't don't yell at the Blues, everybody. Right. Don't be so mean to the Blues. I'm like, look, I'm, I get that's our team. We're rooting for them, but I think we can also be a little more objective and be like, what's going, what's going on here? Like, what's happening with how they're handling certain players. Well, we just got a reply to one of our tweets, and I'm not trying to put the guy on blast. Kill him. So I won't even say his name, but his response was, we got our cups, so who really gives a fuck? And I'm like, I would like a lot more cups. <laughs> and yeah, I don't necessarily need them now. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like, I hear this a lot with 
Cardinals complains, it's like Cardinals fans are so entitled. Your team's never even bad, mm. and yet you can act like everything's the end of the world. And it's like partially, like as arrogant as it is to say, it's like partially because we do expect to win. Mm-hmm. And so when we're just sort of winning, that's not good enough to win more championships. Right. And honestly, when you've been to the mountaintop twice in your life and have been the guy that was last off the mountaintop two other times in your life, you start to kind of get used to that feeling. And when you don't feel like your team just has even a prayer of being that team again, it sucks. And when when you don't feel like the office, the front office, has any desire to change that fact, you want a different front office. It's not, again, it's like, it's not that I'm ever going to like some other baseball team more than I like the Cardinals or some other hockey team more than I like the Cubs or the, the Cubs, the Blues. But like, it's still a reality of like, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of people be like, you know, I, I just, you know, Armstrong's just looking after the logo on the front. Yeah. More than the name on the back, that sort of stuff with Petrangelo, with Tarasenko, with whoever. And it's like, that's great. And I have a lot of appreciation for Doug Armstrong and everything he's done for the team. At the end of the day, we also need to look after the logo on the front more than the name plaque on the GM's office. Mm. And I'm not saying we have to call for Armstrong's head immediately. I will readily say I am more concerned about him than I've ever been. And I think yeah. I've, I'm, I've, I think I've lost confidence in him for maybe the first time. That the real doldrums of the eighteen nineteen season were pretty bad too. But when you look at the pattern of behavior, it's like yes, you can talk about arm. You know, we don't really know why Petrangelo left, but let's say it's as simple as he got a partial no move clause over a full no move clause. First of all, Armstrong could have given him a full no move clause. Let's mm-hmm. just put that out there. It's not that bad. And people who think it would be bad, whatever, man. Vegas is going to be better than us for the next five years. And you maybe in the three years after that, we'll be better. Mm-hmm. But if we're not winning the cup better, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but, you know, once again, if it was as simple as the difference between those two things... Obviously, Petrangelo didn't have enough warm feelings in his heart mm-hmm. to stay. Bacchus didn't want to stay, and good thing. I'm not <laughs> denying that we wanted that contract, but like, you know, and then the medical stuff is like even more concerning. And I don't know who I trust or don't trust. You know, I don't know anything about the doctoring. Look, look, I don't trust. Any doctors. Yeah, any at all. Ever, anywhere. What are they, doctors or something? Like, what are you going to tell me? To trust them. I haven't seen your big books. That's right. Your big brains right. and your big books. That's right. I've watched Grey's Anatomy, but I've not read Grey's Anatomy. I would trust so. those people. They're attractive. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That is right. Um, but like, Tarasenko's shoulders. Yeah. Robbie Fabry's knee. Colton Pareko's back. I don't know what's going on with his back, but nobody yeah. seemed to have an answer. I'm worried about, uh, to a lesser extent, Oscar Sundquist. Now that he's coming back yeah. from like a MCL injury or whatever, because I think he needed surgery. It's like, okay, who do you go to? Yeah, a blues doctor, I guess. Yeah, and I know like that can all be like freak acts and stuff. Where of it's just, like you're, 
surgeons are going to miss stuff or they're not going to diagnose things correctly plenty of times that's just part of life but it just like it seems to be happening an awful lot in this organization and it, it is a little worrisome because if you get a guy that gets hurt you get an o'reilly gets hurt and he needs surgery and he's going to one of these people that has proven at least to the public that they haven't been able to fix things correctly the first or second time it does make you a little concerned i looked i did the math yesterday and I think it's 11. It's either 12 and then it will be 11 after we let's lose someone to Seattle or it's 11 and it'll be 10. But there, let's just say 12. There are currently, if you subtract the UFAs mm-hmm. and trade Tarasenko, there are currently 12 players on this roster who were on the cup team. Two years ago. And the lion's share of those players are bottom six forwards. Mm-hmm. You've got Pareko, who's only got one more year on his deal. Yeah. Bennington, O'Reilly, and Shin. Those are the four guys yeah. that are like marquee Peron. guys. Peron, yeah. yeah. But then you've got like Barbashev, Sunquist, Blay, Sanford, mm-hmm. McEachern, I think, is technically one of the ones I counted. Yeah. Um, I think I didn't count Don. Bort- I think I, yeah, Bortuzzo. He was yeah. one of them. I think I didn't count Don because, like, we all know he's gone. Yeah. Um, so well, yeah, I thought about the other day too. Actually, I really thought because I was like, wait, Gunnarsson's gone. Wait, Dunn's probably getting yeah. picked. I was like, shit. It's just Pareko and Bortuzzo on defense, which was the center of that team. I know. And I know you can't control Bowmeister. Bo He'd probably be retired by now anyway. Mm. I know you can't control Steen, who would also probably be retired by now. Gunnarsson was a glass castle back then, yeah. you know, and with due respect to him and wish him all the best in retirement, you couldn't rely on him then. But Petrangelo was the centerpiece of your team. Edmondson did pretty damn good this summer. Mm-hmm. I, I We were all behind the Jake Allen trade, so I don't want to give any, you know, I don't want to give any crap to that. It was the right call, but like... Billy Huso sure doesn't look to be working out. A lot of people are way too comfortable with the idea of bringing him back. And I, it just baffles me how many people think, yeah, well, you just pay Dougie Hamilton $9 million a year, and that fixes it. It's like, no, dude. Also, Dougie Hamilton doesn't want to come to this team. <laughs> you sign with this team if, they, if you believe you are, like, the piece mm-hmm. that brings them to cup glory. But Dougie Hamilton is going to go to Chicago, or he's going to go to Chicago. Yeah, pretty much. Almost certainly. But, like, <laughs> let's say it's not even Chicago. It's going to be someplace urban, metropolitan, <laughs> with uh, museums, lots and lots of museums. Not a husk of a city. That's hey, right. He doesn't like the Children's Museum, the City Museum. I mean, that, it's good for a mid sized town. Let's just hope somebody. Go up on that Ferris wheel. And it's, a Ferris wheel yeah, yeah. That's scary. That's on top of a building. That's right. You're already in the air. That's right. It's too. It's like a hat on a Oh, hat. I don't like. I've done it, but I don't like going out in like the bus that's hanging off like the side. Like, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, I'll do it, but I feel like I'm, you know, cheating death. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't. First of all, everyone is already too positive about how the team ended last year. Well, it doesn't count, Steven. Right. <laughs> They're positive. The weird thing is people are like, we're fine. Also, neither of those seasons count. So I'm like, so what, So can you really take away that we're fine? Yeah. Because apparently none of these matter. Well, then, because we're just defending cup champs. This, this... It's such a weird... Like, and listen, 
not everybody has to care as much as us. Mm. And I don't even mean that as an insult. I'm not trying to do the we care more about this team than you. Everybody has different levels of like passion, and ours is unhealthy. I will <laughs> rather willingly admit that. I thought you used another S- U word. Start, starting, starting a podcast where you just you know lose sleep over tweets that you sent and whether you should send other tweets. That's not good. That's not good for people, you know. But like, but I just don't get that attitude of like, well, we won a cup. It's pretty okay. We're still in the mix so like must be okay it's like no man it's clearly on the downward trajectory i don't want to be eventually you know that's gonna happen it has to happen it's gonna it's inevitable but like it doesn't have to happen right away i just wish i knew what we're not even gonna be the hurricanes because the hurricanes (laughs) were at least sort of relevant for well, then, a while. Cam Ward for forever. We'll have Jordan Bennington for forever. That's I mean, yeah, we are That's the Hurricanes. True. I was wrong. I was going to say, I just wish I knew what the direction of this team was. I think we've talked about it before where it's like, other than this Tarasenko um, trade request, there's been like no smoke anywhere. Mm-hmm. And normally that'd be a little scary, but it's also a little exciting. But it's just like, you don't know what the plan is. Are we re-signing Schwartz? Are we re-signing Hoffman? Are we re-signing Bozak? You know, hopefully note at least two out of three of those. But it's like, then what are we doing with the cap space? Like, we're going to have to do something. We're expected to do something with it because of what uh, what Stillman said about us being a cap team. Right. So it's like, I just want to know what it is because maybe in two weeks I'll feel a little more confident with this team. Like, oh shit, we went out and we got Gabriel Landeskog and we went out and we got we traded Tarasenko for Jacob Voracek. So I'm like, okay, this is, I don't know, this is a fantastic, but different. I'm in fear for yeah. different, but it's like, as of right now, there's been no smoke other than with this trade request. So I'm like, are we really just going to do, resign all of our UFAs, maybe let Bozak walk, and then we go, you know who's coming back? We got Eric Halla, baby. Eric Halla's in the mix now. And I'm like, oh, fucking kill me. <laughs> and they'll do a piece on him in the NHL. And he'll be like, yeah, I really want to come in here and establish my game. Eric Halla's game. And it's like, don't do that. I just wish we had more of a direction because that's where I think I get frustrated with Armstrong. It just feels like we're kind of spinning our wheels now. And it is funny because you'll ask people and on Twitter, they'll say, well, I think this team's just fine. And maybe it's me combining a bunch of different Twitter users together into one one fan, but it feels like you could also talk to people and they'll also tell you, well, I don't really like Tory Krug. He doesn't really fit this team. Uh, Zach Samper's not very good either. Um, I don't know if we should bring Schwartz back. Uh, Colt Preco has a back injury. We'll see how he does. There's just all these question marks and also people like not liking half this team, but we're fine at the same time. I'm like, how can, how can we be fine, but also there's like, whole segments of this fan base that are like, ah, I don't really like half this team, though. It just doesn't doesn't fit. I feel like we look at um, maybe O'Reilly, maybe Shen. Mm-hmm. O'Reilly, Shen, Perron, Pareko, really the people you said that were cornerstones of that cup-winning team that are at least left on this team. And those are kind of what you get pointed to. Bennington, Pareko, O'Reilly, Shen, Perron. And you're like, there you go. You got your guys. These guys are fine. This is a core. And I'm like, man, that's just not a good... That's not good enough. That's not a good enough core. Like, do you look at that? And then you look at any of the last, like, 
eight teams that were left in like the second round of the playoffs and go that core of Piranha Riley, Shen, Pareko, Bennington, that's that's where it's at. Like, no, man, no way. I think that's where I get lost. Like, I just, I don't know what people see in the blue, what they see in the blues compared to other teams. If I'm just looking at the blues alone, I'm like, this is an all right team. But when I look at them compared to all these other teams that are successful at the moment, I'm like, this team is not close. I don't, yeah. I, I should take it back. They're close if they make some big moves, but right now with what we're seeing, they don't look close. I just don't. And I've, the Tarasenko thing is just like look another how, nail in the coffin. how good the Montreal Canadiens played all playoffs to just get flattened by the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, absolutely pulverized. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But, like, there's a level of teams that are contenders. Montreal wasn't even put in that level. Mm -hmm. And then there's the level of teams that are elite contenders. And then on top of that, there's the lightning, right? And we don't know what their offseason looks like. Yeah, and I'm not saying we gotta be as good as the Lightning because that team because that's like impossible. Just, but like, yeah, and insane. we'll talk about the salary cap stuff too. But like, but like, you gotta be even if you even if you aren't an elite contender, you gotta be like it's solidly in that contender level. Mm. And we're I just don't think we're close. I know that I think that's the difference. I don't think most people think we're like an elite team right mm. now. But I think that's the difference. It's like most people are like we're not elite, but we're like. In there with like the Maple Leafs and the Bruins and the mm. Flyers. I don't know. You know, like some <laughs> yeah, of those yeah. teams that are like the Oilers. Like we're one of those teams that's probably pretty good. Minnesota, like pre- yeah. pretty confidently in the playoffs, even if we're not, you know, the team that everybody's picking to win the cup. And it's like, I don't think we are. I just, I don't, I think we are in for a rude awakening. When we go back to the Central next year, with the big caveat that, yes, if Tarasenko leaves, that's like $25 million of cap Mm -hmm. that we got to spend. But I don't, I still don't have any certitude that they're not just going to spend $15 million of that on Schwartz, Bozak, and Hoffman or whatever, (laughs) you know? And if they do that, then we're screwed again. We're not anywhere close to good enough. And even all these people are like, well, if Tarasenko leaves, we've got $25 million in the cap. Look how much we can do with that. It's like, but with who? Like, okay, let's say you go sign Gabe Landeskog and Dougie Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you're, like, a top, top team immediately? I don't. I think you're much better, yeah, but, like... Definitely interesting, but, yeah, it's just, like... We almost need depth as much, like, valuable depth as much as we need big stars, which probably is a sign that you just need a much better team. And, like, all these trades, at least when we can talk about Matthew Kachuk, we can talk about Jack Eichel, laughably, we can talk about whoever we want, but, like, who are we trading to get these people? Nobody's taken Vladimir Tarasenko as, like, a valuable part of the return for their superstar. Mm -hmm. They might, you know, I don't know, Calgary might 
considered Tarasenko as like part of like a Goudreau swap. Yeah, I saw one. Somebody that they want out of town too. Which I like, saw one for one and I was like, dude, maybe if Tarasenko was healthy. Yeah. But I was like, not now. Yeah, which like I'd rather have Goudreau. I, yeah. I don't know that I'd rather have him, but it'd be new and Tarasenko's obviously gone. So like it'd be something. But like you have $25 million of cap space and I actually think you've got a better free agent core than most seasons, Mm -hmm. but that just doesn't just make your team good. And, you know, I have a fair amount of faith in army to make deals and improve the team. Like I, I don't have any doubts that the team will look better going into next season than it seems to look right now. Mm-hmm. That's it'd be pretty hard not to, yeah. in my eyes, with if you're actually going to spin to the cap. Mm-hmm. However, I think the gulf that they have to make up is so much bigger than most people think it is. Yeah. And maybe they can put together a team that's competitive on that very entry level tier. But then you're talking about first and second round exits, and that's fine. But you're only talking about that for a couple of years, and then you're talking about a rebuild. And I don't want that. Maybe the guy we draft 16th overall, if we don't trade the pick, mm-hmm. is happens to be the David Pasternak, and it, you know that kind of guy that the Cole Caulfield who was drafted like 15th, like, and yes, they please. really, really transform your team. <laughs> I think Ian just had a seizure. A little seizure. <laughs> but, like, the likelihoods of that, especially in this draft, especially without knowing anything, isn't great, you know? Mm. And I just... I, it's not good. I need I need two weeks from now to get here, like, immediately. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm very anxious. Because, what, it's the expansion draft is, like, Two weeks from yesterday, it's on a Wednesday. Then Friday is the entry draft, and then when's free agency? The ex- entry draft is that Friday. I think so. Oh dang! Or is it free agency? One of them's that Friday. When is the NHL draft? We're very prepared. Crap! I picked the wrong week to be out of town. Um. Yeah, I. I don't know. I just my my one hope is that there's gonna be a lot of change, like you said, because it seems like there's a lot. There's both some big UFAs out there this summer, and there seems to be a lot of players that are gonna be on that are on teams now that aren't even UFAs that are gonna get traded and be on the move. So there's gonna be quite a few teams that look pretty different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping the Blues are one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one. Next two weeks, we'll really have to look at like. I guess next week, because that'll be our last episode pre-expansion. Well, maybe not our last, but yeah, I guess it'll be our last pre-expansion draft. But like, we'll have to not just be dour and actually look at how the team can improve. But I just, I I think you got to be honest about this team and be pretty concerned, in my mm. opinion. Free agency is the week after the, ent- or the expansion draft. So Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday. Yeah. Bam. I love it. I love it. Everything will happen, and then August will be boring as hell. Yep. Sounds right. As is tradition. As as God has intended. But see, at least it's not July 1st. You know, it's way back in the end of July. So then we just have to go through August, and that's it. August, parts of September. 
get through those doldrums rather than all of July, all of us. That's true. That's cool. Oh, this is going to be an interesting off-season. I mean, it's going to be very interesting. That's going to have to be to make me excited. There's almost no way that the off-season can't have some moments where you're like, holy crap, you right. know? So Dry saddle for Eichel. Here we go. Dry saddle for Eichel, and then Eichel for Matthew Shane. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine fucking up a fucking Jack Eichel train. Yeah. <laughs> we got him, Ray, by ways of moving him, too. No, no. A real, uh, a real, um, what was it? Mike Hoffman? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Mike Hoffman of the Sharks. So, yeah. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> Hello. See ya. That was such a, like, con job by Doug Wilson. Well, he's a oh, you won't trade him in division, will you? Well, look at this. <sighs> you want to talk about the cup, I guess? Yeah. Tampa Bay's real good. They're very good. I have come around on the salary cap issue, and it was all because of a tweet that I saw in someone's replies that's like, they're cheaters and it's a paper cup. The classic... The classic line that bad people say in movies and stuff is like, it isn't cheating if you don't get caught. But the inverse of that is, it also isn't cheating if it's not against the rules and you do it in full view of the general public and everybody knows exactly what and why you're doing Mm -hmm. it. And you do it anyway and nobody else didn't have the same option to do it. And in fact, many other teams did do it. And like I I it is a little scuzzy and I wish I kinda wish they'd close the loophole. But as long as they don't, every team's gonna abuse it when they need to. Mm. And we do kind of write off the fact that they were so good that they could play the whole season without Nikita Kucherov and just be fine. Mm. You know? <laughs> like Yeah, I've I get what people are angry about, but I'm also yeah, I just don't care where it's like, man. Like you said, it's so blatant, and it's so like your team can do it too. And if and if the NHL is like, there's too many teams doing this, then it'll go away, and we will have all won. You know, the loophole will be closed. But it's a loophole, and it's open, and it's legal. So go ahead, Blues. Go ahead, put Justin Falk on you know IR next year for some made up injury or whatever, and then go out and get whoever you want this off season right. because you're allowed to do that. And it's just. I don't know. I used to really hate, too, that Tampa was in Florida and that they are the good team down there, or mm-hmm. traditionally were the good team down there. And it was like, so they got good players for less money because there's no income right. tax. And I was like, that's so scummy and I hate that. And I was like, whatever. That's just that's just part of it. They don't, they, they don't make other teams part of that, that much worse. And they're just so good. They're so good that you can't that's point to me. If they won by a goal in Game 7 in every single one of their series of fight, and it was Kucherov scoring the goal, too, I'd be like, man, that salary cap stuff's kind of bullshit. That was like, that kind of turned your season around. But it, like you said, it didn't turn their season around. It didn't turn their playoffs around. They are just so good, and it just so happens that they're over the cap. You know what I mean? Like, they're just so freaking good that it... They're, I think, on 31 Thoughts, I don't know who it was on there, maybe it was um, Friedman, that said this was, like, the best team in the cap era to win the cup, like, in terms of, like, the most complete team. And I think that's probably easy to say because this is the closest we've had to a sweep, I mm-hmm. think, since whatever, in the salary cap era period. 
Um, but they are. I mean, they're just so clinical. I mean, they they won this at will. Yeah, I, mean, I genuinely proved... believe they kind of threw game. <laughs> I, I I know that you wouldn't ever, mm. but they kind of did though, right? I'm like, if you, re- I, part of me wants to say, like, if you really just wanted to win that game, you probably really. I would think have. I think they won the last two, like the clinching games of both series, one to nothing, just to show people they could. <laughs> they're so good. They're like un impeachably good mm-hmm. and it's it's not who i've never even heard of the guy that once scored the game winner was, colton or whatever what a big f you imagine <laughs> imagine like barbashev scored the goal it's like not goal even barbashev it's like dakota joshua, joshua scores the game scored winner. the goal against the bruins and that's just how <laughs> that's it ended and they're like didn't that suck for you yeah. too you got scored on by dakota <laughs> joshua that's true i i mean it was insanity to think that um, they had proven, the Tampa Bay Lightning have proven by beating the Habs in five games that actually the second best team in the NHL was really the New York Islanders. Right. Yeah. The New York Islanders and the, the no- Lightning were the cup final. <laughs> I saw some I saw some tweet that was like, even if the Canadians lose tonight, they'll end the season as the second best team in the league. <laughs> With the best young center in the league and the second best goalie in the league. And I'm like, this is generous. (laughs) I was like, no, dude. When you lose in the Stanley Cup final, I don't, especially this season, you are not the second best team in the league. You remember the Stars being the second best team in the league and Anton Kudobin being the second best goalie in the league. I mean, how often is it talked about that these other other series always end up being, generally speaking, like the final? nuts it is nuts how good andre vasileski is it's insane they that team would be probably dominant if like peter Morazic was back mm-hmm. there but they have i'm gonna say it probably the best goalie of our lifetime <laughs> of, of the modern era yeah you take out the brothers and hashiks who i guess were technically of our lifetime because we're getting old but like you take out those guys. He's the best guy in this generation by a mile and a half. The dude's already a Hall of Famer. It's insane how good he is. It's preposterous. It it's is a little stupid. insulting now to think about that there was like two or three GMs, four GMs that didn't even vote for him in the Vezina. Yeah. Like at all. It's like, for real? It's... It's, it's got to be Canadians. I'm I'm sure, it's for sure. Canadian GMs. It's absurd how freaking good that dude is. I mean, it's not... I mean, to be in two, like you said, to be in a game seven against the Islanders and to be in this game, which is the elimination game for the Habs, and what? have a pitch a shutout. Hasn't he pitched a shutout in like five straight elimination games yeah. or something? It's Quenching games, something like yeah. that? It's some insane number. Or game sevens, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's just ridiculous. He's so good. Their whole defense is so good. Like, there were times last night where Montreal is like, they're in desperation mode to score a goal. And you could see it on their faces, but from like what was happening, they couldn't even like get out of their yeah. own zone. It was just they were stuck. They weren't even stuck at the red line. They were stuck at their own blue line. And it was like this is, this is slightly embarrassing. This is just like terrible. I remember it's not comparable, obviously, because it wasn't the Stanley Cup final. And I think I've relayed this story on the podcast before. But deal with it. I've only got three stories. <laughs> like you rotate but through. I remember a game probably like 2010, 20. 2008, 2012, yeah. somewhere in that stretch, when the Canucks were insanely good and the Blues were it was probably right when they started to be like relevant again, mm. but like weren't good yet. And there was a period 
of <laughs> it was late in the game and it was like a one goal game that shouldn't be a one goal game one of those where you're like oh we're hanging like up with the canucks like maybe we've yeah. got a team here and i don't even we might have even pulled our goalie but it was like that kind of late maybe four minutes left and for the final four minutes of the game the Canucks just literally played keep away. I mean, they just held the puck, mm-hmm. and we could, we. I don't think we did take it off their sticks the whole time. And time. I remember watching that, and I wasn't even like I wasn't a qu- quarter, a tenth of the hockey fan or makeshift, make believe expert that I am now. And I was just like, this is the most incredible and utterly embarrassing thing I've ever watched. You know, like yeah. it was just, it was, they weren't playing the same sport. They were in a different league. And how can that be true in the Stanley Cup final? So, like, I got nothing for respect, but the, for nothing but respect for the Lightning. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can be upset at that team. I was happy that they got to win at home, too, in front of their fans, because obviously they won it last year, but no fans in the building up in Edmonton. And it was just so much nicer to actually be down there, you know. They're going to have the first real-ass parade right? of any sport, probably, too. That's cool. Yeah. Not, not their, I guess they had a parade last year and people still came out. But, you know, a real one where people are allowed to be at. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I don't know what you do as, like, the Canadians, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, if you're Mark Bergevin, you're completely safe because you made summer oh moves you're safe. and somehow you got to the Stanley I mean, Cup final. that dude has... Has any GM ever rehabbed their reputation as much as right. that guy? Jeez, Didn't we, we thought he should be fired like a couple years yeah. in a row, and now the only like one that comes to mind is like Joe Sakic. And like, now like, well, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Now I'm like kind of hoping that whenever Armstrong moves up on like matches up with the timeline, the Bergevans are free. Because <laughs> the other cool thing about Bergevin is like he'll do crazy stuff. Oh yeah, he'll go. He doesn't care. You know, like, that's what I mean. Like he did all those moves, and they talked about in Thirty One Thoughts. It's like, does he? What does he do this summer? Because they have. I don't know if they have the big UFAs. They have to know. I think he's an RFA. Or is he RFA? But, like, they're going to have... They've signed a lot of those players to longer deals. I guess they'll lose, like, Stahl and stuff like that, or Perry. But it's like, do you double down on what you just Perry, had? Perry, Armia, Dino is a UFA, Stahl, and Thomas Tatar. But, like, Tatar wasn't even getting the ice most of the time. <laughs> they scratch that dude. Well, how do you John feel? Merrill and Eric Gustafsson, yeah. who I assume are both just releases... I'll just be interested to see what they do because they made a lot of their big moves last year. You're not going to get another Josh Anderson. Right. You've got young guys coming Who, up. like, saved his reputation yeah. a little bit in the playoffs. I mean... That play he made uh, on the game winner in mm-hmm. overtime, I didn't think he had that much skill or speed. Right. When he skated that fast, I was like, oh, that's got to be, like, Caulfield. I thought it was Caulfield because he was moving so quick. Yeah. And I he's mean, tiny. He's they also have tiny. Caulfield now, too. I mean, yeah. You have a lot of these young guys where you just don't want to take away their time by signing new guys. Suzuki, Caulfield, and to a dramatically lesser, but still valuable extent, Evans, mm-hmm. are three dudes who, like, are big parts of their core moving forward. Which makes you wonder, I was going to say, what, how do you feel about them scratching, of all people, Kakanyemi? That dude's got a one out. That's just not a... You just don't do that. That's just I not just, a good move, right? I, it's one thing to scratch a young guy in the regular season, even in an important game, even early in the playoffs. But when your team's facing elimination and you say, yeah, we don't want you out there. Yeah, we, right. We don't want you as one of the 20 guys that we're sending out onto the ice. 
This is not good. I don't know how. I think Elliot Friedman said the same thing. Like, I don't know how as a player you ever let that go. Right. Like that's the thing. It's like you can you can kind of like move on. And like I'm not saying it a little bit, but yeah. it's always going to be. In the back of your head, like, does this team trust me? He's never doing a favor. Yeah. For Dom Ducharme or <laughs> no Mark Bergevin. You know, like, it's similar to all the Petrangelo Tarasenko stuff we're talking about. It's like, he may stay there, he may be there for a while. But, like, when push comes to shove, that's going to be business. And yeah. if he wants, and if there's better business somewhere else, you best believe he's on the train out. I wonder. Um... I wonder if they keep Ducharme. Are they going to remove the interim tag? Is he now going to be their I mean, coach? I'm sure they're going to. I think it's a mistake, probably. Yeah, but they, how could they not? It's kind of where we were with Baruby, right? Like, I mean, I wish we hadn't. But, like, what are you going to do? Be like, yeah, I mean, I know you got us to the Stanley yeah. Cup final. But also, Bruce Boudreaux is a free agent. <laughs> so. I know, he's going to the Leafs. And well, that's what we're told, that it hasn't happened yet. Poison. You Poison. want to be the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you want to hire a fucking coach who's poison. poison. <laughs> Do they think it's like, I think uh, Dangle said it, because they mentioned that. Is it just two negatives? Is it like, well, the Leafs suck ass, and this dude can't win a game seven, so now Stanley Cup victory, here we go. Oh, my God. I was going to say, to your point earlier about the Cardinals, where you're like, you know, we just expect wins. And I was like, yeah, there's different levels of this. You can be the Maple Leafs who just want to get out of the first round. Now That's that, it. Now that we're crapping on the Maple Leafs, yeah. can I talk about this trend of the Maple Leafs fans scapegoating Mitch Marner? Yeah. Because what what Toronto is phys- physically incapable of doing is admitting to themselves that 99 out of 100 times they win that series. Yeah. 99 out of 100 times John Tavares is healthy and they win it in five games. And what they should do is do nothing. Toronto is incapable of believing that. Yeah. Incapable. And listen, as a fan... Given the podcast we've had just now, I can't be like judging them too much, but that is not an option on the table for them. So they have to blame somebody. So who do they look at? The guy who's who, guys who make the most money. That makes sense, right? But Tavares wasn't healthy, mm-hmm. and uh, Matthews, despite also disappearing in the playoffs, won the Art Ross Trophy. So it's not going to be any, either of those guys. You're pissed at Marner anyway because he fought to get paid a lot of money when your GM completely botched. I don't get how Dubas gets none of the heat from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he utterly botched that whole process. Uh, just terribly. Like, yeah, over $10 million is too much. What, there's a... The... I listen to a Liverpool podcast because I'm a huge nerd. Um, and they have a series of like their top tier free agent guys um, that are like due for extensions, you know, and deserve to get paid more. Their extensions are weird. And sometimes they just give people extensions because it's like you're currently only making $10 million a season, which they do weekly salary, which always pisses me off. He's like, he's on. 10,000 pounds a week, and I'm like, so he makes, like, $12 an hour? (laughs) I'm like, what does this even mean? (laughs) But, like, they're talking about all these contracts, and they're like, Mo Salah, who's, like, their most prolific striker, their record-setter type guy, they're like, well, in our opinion, they're going to do him last, because then not only... Not only, like, basically then... 
nobody can, while they're negotiating, say, I want to make what Mo Salah makes. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, when they then sign Salah last and pay him the most money, nobody can be like, what the hell, because he's Mo Salah. You yeah. know, the equivalent of like, if Ryan O'Reilly gets a big contract in two years, or even, let's move away from that, Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. It's like, nobody can be like, well, I should make, I'm, I'm pissed that I just signed for $6 million when he made $12 million because he's Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Well, Dubas did the opposite of that. He's like, what if we hire a big free agent we don't need first and then tell all, all our young guys who we've set are part of our core and who I have guaranteed publicly to re-sign and keep here? Yeah. What if we just did them in order of most important to least important so that each of them could blame... The other team person for how much they get paid. Tell them to fall in line. Anyway, um, but my whole point about that is I don't understand how they hate Marner and think he's useless, but also think every other team will trade their top player one for one for Mitch Marner. Mm-hmm. Toronto ain't giving you Kachuk for Marner? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. I mean, not on that contract. You guys signed the contract. They didn't. I just don't get it. I don't get that at all. And also, if, if you think Toronto, if you think Mar- the Maple Leaf, if you think the Flames will trade you Matthew Kachuk straight up for Mitch Marner, here's the tip: then keep Mitch Marner. Then, yeah. if any team is willing to trade you one for one for a guy, you should wonder whether you should let go of the guy that you're given. <laughs> you know, like you should probably. Ask. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, we will for sure do that. Especially if it's like same position. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if it's like Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson. Like hasn't worked out equally for both teams, but like one of the most sensible one for one trades in NHL history that I can remember. Because it's like, hey, we're a team that's loaded with young defensemen. And we need centers. You're a team that's loaded with young centers and you need defensemen. Let's make a deal, you know? And that's how it worked. But, like, anyway. Anything else we need to say about Tampa here? Uh, I'm I'm happy that Maroon got the three-peat. Um, I'm happy. I'm more than happy. Three-pat. Three-pat, oh, of course. Fucking kill me. Um, oh, boy. I'm, I'm surprised at how happy I was the Tampa one because I really didn't like that team because they were just they were just too perfect but now mm-hmm. i've embraced it i'm like that's good that's great i love it um please know three peat for the lightning i really need a different team and by that i mean not the penguins uh not the capitals uh obviously not the blackhawks or whatever give me a new team uh you know it could be the blues but then it's not gonna happen so give me you know give me the the islanders is fine um no boston so maybe like the Rangers go on a run or something, but like I just I don't want the same teams again. Um, yeah, I here's the thing: I don't want the Lightning back over and over again. But if they don't change, mm-hmm. I don't really want them to just flukily lose because of a puck over the glass oh, penalty yeah, yeah. or something. Like I want them to get beat by whoever's gonna beat them. True, true, and that's and I mean if they if they manage a three peat somehow, which Sounds unlikely because they're going to have to move a couple different people this summer, but it also sounded like they're going to have to do that last summer, so mm-hmm. who the fuck knows. <laughs> um, it would be interesting. I think it was Down Goes Brown on Twitter that was like, this is fun because 
this result is going to send GMs in two separate directions. If you're a team that listens to analytics and is trying to build your team the right way through your through the AHL, through your minor league team, um, and draft well, you look at the Lightning and you go, man, that's just like us. we got to stay the course. And if you're a team that makes wild trades and wild signings and has no hope or a prayer of making it to the finals, but hey, maybe you'll get hot, then you see what Montreal did and you go, we can do it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so everyone in this league, minus like the Buffalo Sabres, is like, we can do it next year. We can do it. Because <laughs> either you fall in the Lightning's category, you fall in the uh, fucking Habs category, yep. and you're like, everyone's everyone's excited now everyone's got a chance so you're saying there's a chance exactly Ian, do you want to do a tier list i've got a couple options mm. it's up to you we can stop what are the options here's the option <laughs> the first, oh boy the first no. one we're not doing this i just saw it and i have to read it to you because it's funny it's an nhl ranking nhl guys tier list and innocently i thought for a second it was just players but i looked at the guys and i'm like why'd they pick David Perron and Colton Pareko from the Blues. And then I look at the tears and they are, please go away. No, thank you. I'm not mad. My clothes are gone and the highest tier break my back like a glow stick. <laughs> oh my God. So okay. we're not going to do right, that one. Right, right. Although, you know, <laughs> I mean, Austin Matthews is on here and I would put him on a tier below, please go. Yeah, trash can. Uh, um, Matthew and Brady Kachuk leading it off, by the way. Uh, I do have NHL Winter Classic jerseys and also just NHL logos, but there are also food tier lists we could look at. What do you feel, Ian? We could do a, like a snack food tier list. Um a, dr- a drink, a potable tier list, perhaps. Uh, you know, an Overwatch characters tier list. Really, just really dig snack, in. Snack food, we can do that. Yeah. I want to move away from hockey, folks. I want to I get away from this. Snack food tier list. All right, let's, let's look one up. Snack foods. I've been eating these... Um, Asian supermarket snack <laughs> food tier list. I've been eating these... Uh, what is it like Ripple? Not Red Hot Ripple. It's, what is the actual thing? What's the national version oh, of that? Uh, or like uh, Ruffles. Ruffles, yeah. So I've been eating these hot barbecue Ruffles things, mm. Flamin' Hot Barbecue that have like uh, St. Louis's own, oh God, what's his name, on the Celtics. Oh, um, Jason Tatum? Yeah, Jason Tatum on there. And I was like, I saw literally a dude. Pick them up in front of me one day at Schnucks and buy them when I was looking at chips. Like, you know, I'll try those too. And they are fantastic. Nice. What are they? They're hot barbecue? Yeah, they're like flaming hot barbecue. They're so not they're basically too hot. red hot real points. Yeah, but they're, so but good. they're ruffles. Cool. Yeah. All right, I got a snack tier list. You ready okay. for this? We've got leading it off. Uh, Is this S A? This goes S to F, and then there's no personality. <laughs> no Which we will app. rename to Trash Can. Okay. Food for a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. <laughs> See, look, we need to laugh, folks. We, we shouldn't laugh. make ourselves laugh that much, but the fact is, we do. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, we're starting off with, most of this list makes sense, but beef jerky? (laughs) I, 
Beef jerky is the snack I will go to when I'm like really hungry and I'm in a gas station or yeah. someplace. But I want to deceive myself that I'm being healthy. Right, you're like, I'm, I'm having some protein. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, Teriyaki beef jerky, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's probably hotter beef jerkies that I've never sampled that are better great. Do you have beef jerky here in your home? Currently? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay, so... When people have beef jerky in their homes, I'm always like, "This is gas station food, bro." <laughs> why did you bring? Why did you bring this in your? I home? like that you you politely asked us this. If I'd said yes, you would have been like, "Oh, I love it. Yeah, Let's so try it." <laughs> oh, that's fancy. Um, no, I think it's like a C, right? Yeah, because I, I like it, but I only eat it at a gas station. I have, I've never like craved. Beef I have jerky. literally never purchased beef jerky when I wasn't hungry. Yeah, I've never thought I will buy this for later. <laughs> you know, I mean, and because of the what it is, it could be for later yeah. forever. That's right. Well, that's true. That is true. However, like like actual like somebody makes oh, it. Oh, very good. It's very great. I've had like yeah. deer jerky. Fantastic. Oh yeah, I thought of that too. Um, those Ritz bit sandwiches with cheese. Kid me I, puts them really high. They're I'm the same. Great. They're like gross, but they're pretty good. <laughs> that cheese is like grainy. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. It's like uh, you that ever... cheese in quotations. <laughs> well, you ever make like, and maybe it's on here too, but like you make like blue box mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And before it's like, before it. The cheese is completely melted and it's mm-hmm. still a little powdery and you taste it and you're like, that was like a hit of that was too like much. A cheese explosion. <laughs> you're kind of yeah. like, oh, that's gross, but I love it. Craft dinner, if you will. Yeah. Um, man, I'd give them, I think I would put them above beef jerky, but I also kind of want to put them in C because they're just like, they're fine. Well, they're we, fine. Can, we can rank order in the tier. Yeah. Uh, Cheetos, just regular old Cheetos. Uh, on flavor alone, maybe A or an S, but you can't eat the damn things anywhere. Yeah, right. Because of the freaking powder. I'll give them like a B. I I'll think. give them a B. There's so, like, you Sometimes can't. Sometimes they're like too crunchy. You can't find a way to make that powder not come off on my fingers as much. Like, every. It's 2021. Every chip you eat, you need to, like, wash your hands before you, like, type or whatever. Because yeah. they're all greasy. But, like, I look like a criminal. <laughs> like, it has the same effect that, like, one of those banknote, like, security devices has. <laughs> you stole the cheese. And I would know, having robbed a bank before. Uh, Pop Tarts. It has strawberry displayed, but I'm okay with going general. I do like wild berry. I haven't had pop tarts in so long. It used to be like pop my go-to tarts. snack and like, or my go-to like breakfast in high school. Uh huh. They're solid, but then when I once I've eaten one, I'm like, mm. man, I think they're also like a C. Yeah. They're like they're fine. Maybe like. I'm gonna put them above beef jerky and behind. Okay, it. that sounds good. Do you do you actually like put them in the toaster? And most of the time, I okay. Do. I I'm, know some people don't. Which I'm just is like fun. a weirdo that eats them raw. Yeah. But it, that is the pop part of the pop. Do you tarts. like the cinnamon ones? I do personally. All right. You ever had the s'mores one? Or yeah, they're a s'mores. long time ago. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're like too rich, but 
I'm against the, the weird... The cinnamon ones are the one. I, I actually should probably try the fruit ones more because yeah. the cinnamon ones are the ones that, like, I love the first bite, and then by the end I'm like, oh, this was too, too much. much. <laughs> I was like, they have ones where they're like strawberry milkshake, and I'm like, yo, dude, I just want, like, fruit or, like, one other flavor. Uh-huh. I don't need, like, birthday cake explosion. <laughs> I'm like, dude, just be a Pop-Tart. <laughs> yeah. All foods are doing that now where it's like, what the hell is this? You've been to the Oreo aisle lately? Yeah, oh, Oreos. Which are, I'm sure we're getting to at some point. Oreos are sick, man. Just, a, just how much they like pour Like Mochaccino. It's the same stuff, too, you know? Like, yeah. I've got a weird bone to pick with shit that's like birthday cake flavored. Because who the fuck is running around being like, you know my favorite flavor? Birthday cake. Also, like, birthday cake... It, that's not like a defined thing. It's birthday cake is one of those things. It's like strawberry flavoring doesn't actually taste like yeah. strawberries. And it's one of those things where it's like this has a f- birthday cake flavoring has a ver- a flavor, but no birthday cake actually tastes like. I was like, you just want to taste bad. Yeah, right? you just want to eat bad. Yeah, right? right. You just want sugar explosion. I'm a, this this may be a controversial one because I have a strong opinion. Oh, Fruit snacks. I really yeah, like. I, them. I mean, I give them an A. I love. I fruit would snacks. too. I've, 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 Again, I solid. feel like whenever whenever they plaster the thing on there that says vitamin hundred percent vitamin C, <laughs> natural like, juices. Man, I'm That's healthy. I'm basically, healthy the same as eating like celery. It's the same. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Ritz's. Handy snacks. They're like the rich crackers with like dunkable cheese oh, that I yeah. assume is of the same quality as the <laughs> uh, granular cheese. I don't know that I've ever actually had one. I feel like I give them like a D because only because they're like the cracker stick things. Uh-huh. I remember as a kid, like I've only ever laid them as a kid. I remember as a kid not liking them, so I give them a D because I'm just like these crackers are too crunchy and this cheese is kind of weird. And I'd rather have like a Dunkaroo. I'd rather have like a sweet oh, version of this. Oh, they're coming back a little bit. I, I probably I saw told some this story before. Oh, really? Yeah. I probably told this story before. So forever long, because you just said they're coming back. So obviously, they were gone for a long time. Uh-huh. But they still produced them, I think, in other countries. Like Australia. Yeah. yeah. And so a guy. <laughs> I think I only said Australia because it ends in a room. <laughs> so I'm not sure. From Australia. I'm sure that's where it was. <laughs> Um, but there was a guy that lived across from me in college. Uh huh. Your drug and, dealer, right? And I, was, and I was good friends with his roommate. Uh. And I didn't know this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's all you were going over there all the time. But to this, hang out with his this dude was a Blackhawks fan, so he's a piece of shit. Uh. Um, he was like a nice kid. Human felt. And I went oh, great over guy, there. but yeah. just out of trash. <laughs> uh, I went over there one day and he had this huge box full of Dunkaroos, like, and the box is like unmarked box. It was very drug dealer like. So it was like, and I was like, holy shit, where'd you get this from? He's like, oh, my girlfriend got them for me, got them ordered in from some other place. Like, oh, cool. I was like, dude, can I have one? And he has like a hundred of these fucking uh-huh. things. And like Stone Cold was like, oh, no way, dude. It wasn't like he was laughing. He was like, no. And he was, and that was it. And he like walked away. And I remember being like, are you fucking serious? Just give me a fucking Dunkaroo. I probably, probably didn't relate to him that this like, meant a lot to me in my life yeah. at the moment. Um, but it was just like, 
I already didn't like you because you were like in my face with the Blackhawks, and now you're like, no, man, like for real, I'm very serious about these. And I really wanted to steal one. I was very close to stealing it. I was oh, like, you should have. You two Catholic. You couldn't I do know, it. I know. I would have died inside. Speaking of something that feels very Catholic, Fig Newton. <laughs> <laughs> Fig Newtons are good, though. You like them. I'm, I'm indifferent. So I'll let you rank them. I'd give them like a B. All right. I could eat a lot of those. My only question is, why was that the first kind of Newton that they <laughs> started with? If you go to these Asian stores, these Asian grocery stores, they have a lot of things that like look... pear Newtons? Yeah, they look like Fig Newtons, but they just have other stuff like uh-huh. passion fruit. And I'm like, these are really good. They need to sell these in every store. That's right. But no, no. No, thank you. Just no. in China. Much like Dunkaroos. <laughs> Ian, we've got Slim Jims, which to me... Which is beef jerky. Our trash can food for <laughs> No, thank you. Because it's like beef jerky, but none of the illusion of being good for you. Does it give or you a weird them. like yeah. film in your mouth? Yeah. Too? Like your mouth somehow like drier yeah. for eating with? I'm gonna say Yeah, I'm a, with you. You want them in tear or you want them in trash can food for <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> Um, we can do F tier for now. I'll give an F just because I really feel like there's gonna be some snack around yeah. like fucking diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Nature Valley Crunchy. Are those like the ones that fall apart really easily? Yeah, they make, where they're just like you open them and they're already yeah, half they're already like powder. I'm I not do, a big fan. I do like them. Uh, I put them C. I'd, I'd go mid, middle, middle of C, yeah. Bef- uh, above or below Pop Tarts. Um, I put them above. Pop All right, above Ritz Bitzes. Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> uh, Keebler Fudge Mini Cookies with the stripy ones with the chocolate bottoms. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had those in forever. <laughs> They're fine. They're fine. Like a C, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like too predictable, but C is You're like right. that's where most of them are going to yeah. go. Chewy granola bars with the chocolate chips. I give that at least a B. I give that a B. For I, sh- that used to be like snack food as a kid, like all the time. All right, now we have regular ass Doritos. I like them. I'm not. They're not one I seek out. Mm-hmm. I'm never like. I'm very rarely like. I need Doritos. Mm-hmm. Contrary to what the commercial implies when he's like, I, it rhymes with I need those. I never say that. <laughs> but when I have them, I'm like, dang, these are pretty good. I give them at least a B. I think the regular yeah. Doritos, man, Doritos We do have, new. spoiler alert, Cool Ranch oh, on here. So do you want to do that now or do you want to... I give Cool Ranch an A. Yeah. Cool, man, fuck. How do you, how do you make something and then you make a variation of it and that's, that's just better. the superior <laughs> then you still gotta roll with like yeah but we're but, Doritos but they're, they're the second version yeah, I'm like sure buddy <laughs> like I went to um, Taco Bell and I was like oh a Dorito Locos Taco with like the Cool Ranch you're like oh we don't do that anymore of course because they fucking take things away it was withholding ass yeah um, and so I was like that's fine but I was like man I really want Cool Ranch we can get you some, and we'll pro- we'll have the podcast account provide them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, the the check will bounce, but they won't know that by the time we're out of the store. <laughs> can I pay with a check? Who do I make this out to, Mister Taco Bell? We're a hockey podcast, so spell it Q U E, please. Um, Planters Trail Mix. Uh, let me see. It does appear to have M and M's. Were we the ones that talked about this? I don't think so. I feel like 
I'm getting real intense deja vu now. Like we've done this <laughs> like whole list this before, folks. Did we do this whole list before? I'm getting real intense deja vu now. Uh, oh no, we've lost. Them. No, no, we've no, we're good. Them. Planters with uh, trail mix with peanuts. What are your thoughts? Peanuts and M Ms. Peanuts M Ms. Sweet and salty. Raisins probably. Chocolate chips maybe. I do like them. I give them a B. Yeah, I like it a lot. I, mean, I used to eat trail mix for like my meal when I worked overnights at like Target I'd uh-huh. get like a giant Powerade and I'd get like a huge thing of trail mix and I'd eat a lot of it and I remember one day being like this is like this is like 1500 calories yeah what the fuck am I doing yeah yeah it's uh it's bad when you had that realization we got honey made graham crackers <laughs> Ian looks really defeated. Like, I, well, the thing is, like, I think they're all right. They're fine, right? Uh huh. But like, they're not like the cinnamon graham crackers, though, right? Right. Okay, let's see. Yeah, let's see for sure. Uh, raisins, um, just straight up raisins. Uh, I, they're like a D. D as I say, like it's I'll not. Eat them. A, they're almost a C, but like I would literally never just be like, I need to go get some raisins. Right. Everything right now in C tier, I might look at and think, I want that. Raisins looks like, okay, if someone passes me raisins at like a picnic, I probably eat, eat, eat these. Okay. We got uh, a couple that we can run through. Salt and vinegar lays, just thin lays. I do like salt and vinegar. B. That's a B. Barbecue lays. I'm a big fan. I put them in at least B as well. Yeah. You have a... A differing opinion on that? I mean, I like salt and vinegar more. But okay. They're, but they're in the All same. Right. They can be in the same. We'll put salt and vinegar up near the top of it. Okay. To make you feel better. Uh, string cheese. I'm a hard pass. I have a hard pass on any kind of cheese that isn't melted. I'm just not a big fan. I give it like... I know that's blasphemy to some people. And you know what? I don't care. I give it like a D. Yeah. I don't care what you people think. <laughs> It is please kind, like our podcast. It is kind of weird when someone's like, "I want a snack. What is it?" I think it'll just be cheese. And I'm yeah. like, with crackers and meat, like you know, no. charcuterie. No, just, just I just want fucking cheese. Speaking of, this is the opposite of it. End of that conversation. Ritz crackers, but just on their own. I mean, they're good. They're buttery, but yeah. like, I'm never just gonna be like, that's "Give a me a, that's a D. Hook me up with a sleeve of them rats. <laughs> this would be like the top of D, but I'm just like, why? Yeah, that's kind of like I'm hungry. What is left in the pantry, pantry. and we haven't gone to the grocery that's store? That's right. Uh, Rice Krispies treats. Too much. Too they're much? too much. I like them a lot, but I can't eat like a big one. I could probably put them C. Anytime I've, or eat, B. Anytime I can I've be... eaten a big one, it feels like. It feels like I'm cheating or That's something. Right. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be like a big one of these. Let's do B. Okay. Does that feel okay? Yeah. Do you I, do, feel... I do like Rice Krispie. They're really good. Like, I love the first. It's kind of like the cinnamon Pop-Tart. We, we, we used to make them all the time. Like, just make them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not like we made <laughs> our own batch yeah. or whatever. It's, Woo! <laughs> Real hard. I remember someone was like, for a bake sale, was like, I'm going to make Rice Krispies treats. I'm like, I hope you know that you don't require any baking for this. Yeah. Uh, the, here we here we go with a product that just one of those products that just wildly different varieties in one box in the same box you might get different varieties because of how they're cooked. It's Cheez Its. 
Um, oh, yeah. When they came out with the overbaked Cheez-Its, I... That was like a coming of age moment for me because it's like, wait, you mean there are people out there who want the boxes that like I think about throwing away? They <laughs> love it. Because that's like when they're light and airy and fluffy cheese, it's like an A, maybe even an S for me. But when they're all like just dark and brown and overcooked, it's like, eh. I, I give cheese it's like a B. I like yeah. cheese it's I feel like people people shit on cheese it's No, like, I love cheese uh, I love good cheese it's There's like Tabasco flavored cheese it's which kind of tastes bad, but I also kind of like. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, these are bad, but I'm going to keep eating them. That's right. Funyuns, Ian. I want to like Funyuns. But you can't. But I just, they're not. I've, I've eaten like five, and I'm like, that's good. Yeah. Do we put them in the D tier for deleterious, or do we put them in the F tier for Funyuns? I'd still put them in D. D it is. I don't even know what deleterious means, but I think it's bad. Define deleterious. At least it's a word, right? Causing harm or damage. Boom. You know me with the big brain. What can I say? Jif power-ups. Crunchy clusters. Creamy clusters. I'm going to give them an F for even existence. Don't be a product made by Jif and call yourself a power-up, please. Yeah, if you're I just fucking no, peanut butter. There's bro. no way I eat you and don't want to take a nap where my <laughs> mouth is glued together. I know, you're like, I really need some energy. I want some fucking peanut balls. Uh, uh, here's one that I would put... Unquestionably in the S tier, cheddar and sour cream ruffles, to me, they're as good as it gets in a chip form. You can toss them up there. But not, I can't say I've eaten them you very much. Never have. Well, we're gonna put them in A because we gotta agree on S's. But we're gonna. You're gonna have to have some sometime. They're just. They're just perfect. I just. You know. They're not good for you. They're terrible. But uh, bugles, just regular old bugles. Caramel bugles, that's a thing I only allow myself to eat on road trips because then I can convince myself it's a special treat that I'm not just being horrible. But regular bugles are like, they're very good. You should try them on a road trip. Regular bugles are like, fine. Maybe even a B? I don't know. What do you think? I put them in C. I think they're yeah. good, but I don't eat them all that much. Yeah. You can't pretend to be a witch or a Black Panther. Yeah, I mean that's not that's the best that's the best part of it. Pop chips, uh, sea salt variety. Pop chips, get the fuck out of here. Pop chips be like an F. The like the airy shit where <laughs> they're like yeah. trying to be like your response. Not a chip. Your response was almost trash can food for yeah. garbage for raccoon. No, thank uh, you. Uh, <laughs> um. Sabra singles, classic hummus. I do. I mean, I don't mind hummus. Yeah, that's but fine. But it's like, uh, it's a C. It's like a low C. Low What's C. a D? Maybe it's a D. It's a D. Ritz crackers, Ritz. Yeah, yeah. put it in D. It goes with Ritz because like you put those together better, but like separately. No. You ever had munchos? Because they're real bad. Munchos. They're like the ba- bag of chips you can get that are like a full-size bag of chips for $2 because they're real bad. <laughs> and they're just a bag of chips? I'm going to put them in an F. They're just okay. like Lay's, but somehow worse. Munchos. <laughs> That's a made up. Corn nuts. Oh, F. Or trash, trash can. Trash can. Trash can. <laughs> trash can. Does I, it change your mind any that they're ranch corn nuts? No. Trash can food for a raccoon. Have you ever? No, thank you. Have you ever wanted to eat edible glass? 
Like, because every time I eat those, I'm like, this would be good. And I crunch on it, and I instantly think I broke a tooth. Yeah. I think every piece is the tooth. I think the pain I'm feeling is the tooth that's exploded. <laughs> and it's like, you're just... Like, are they all like that? They're I not, guess. Oh, I've not They're had terrible. them that much. They're, They're terrible. You feel very My strong. My mom likes them, so they'd always be on road trips as a kid. And I'd be like, let me try some of these again. I'm like, nope, still shit. Show awful. Uh, double stuffed Oreos. I think they're less, they're the lesser of, a single stuff I think is better. I think double stuff you kind of oh, like, no? You disagree? That, I mean, that feels. I mean, I get that's what people, I get that's the You're just a consensus. healthier, more balanced person. It just, it feels like too much. I get it. I get what the argument is. Yeah. Because you make good decisions. <laughs> But the rest of us slobs are like, yeah, but we want the too much, you know? You also yes. were a cross-country runner in high school, so you're a healthy person. Uh, where do you want them? C or V? You can put V. Yeah. I can't put them below V. I can't do it. Fritos. D. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> too salty. I don't... Maybe they are really salty. Maybe even F. You know what you do? You smash those up. Not too much. Not to a powder. Right. Like an animal. You smash those up and you put them in chili or something. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know those... Okay. I will give them a D for their ability to be used with their stuff. You know like shoestring fries? Uh Those like crunchy versions. Like they're almost like little crackers. Put that in chili. Like on top of chili. So good. I've learned you gotta have a crunch to chili. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah. I just put corn nuts. (laughs) 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 Fucking murdered the chili. (laughs) Uh... Totino's pizza rolls, all over the place. I first of all, I don't want to make the effort to make them. I don't. And the the double problem is with that, if you just microwave them, they're crap. But oh, if you cook them in the microwave. oven, they're pretty good. I just don't think. I think if I'm making them, I'm kind of like thinking about where I am in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say they're like great. Like uh, drunk food and stuff, uh-huh. and I've definitely seen people or been with people where they've put like a mound of them on a tray and just shoved it in the oven, and I'm like, this will not cook even more. <laughs> and they're like, I'm drunk. I'm like, all right, okay, we just got a mound of a mound of these suckers. Are your pizza rolls cold in the middle? They're for us. <laughs> I'm gonna be putting them in C for considering the mistakes you've made in your life to bring you to this moment. That's fine. Yeah, they're they're overall pretty good. These are Ritz bit sandwiches with the grainy peanut butter instead of the cheese. Do I, I feel like whenever I'm eating either one of these, I'm like, I like this version better than the other version until I <laughs> eat which the is, other version. I don't know. Oh, okay. You just want to flip flops. You want to put them right next to each other and see it here. I think I like the cheese a little better. All right. Shall we bump it up to B tier? Bottom of B tier? Or just keep them in C? No, keep them in C. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're better than the peanut butter. But... Sour cream and onion lays. Oh, those are good. What I mean, you... I like them better than barbecue, but not as much as the salt and vinegar. I like to cause myself a little bit of pain. All right. So in that B tier, yeah. between them, below or above regular Doritos? Above. Okay. All right. Orville Redenbacher popcorn. Popcorn's for movies, baby. I just and it's just. I've it's never... a D. I'm not. I'm never satisfied when I pop a bag at home. Right. It's too salty or too gross, buttery. How do I eat it and both feel not full, but also like disgustingly gross. full yeah. too? I'm like, I'm just like, what? Is, what's happening? Movie theater in my body? popcorn. 
A plus. Oh yeah. So good, but only because of the environment in which it's consumed. I want, I'm going to hopefully go to the movie theater for the first time in like a year and a half this weekend, and I'm looking forward to just getting popcorn. Trying to think what you're going to see. Is it Fast Nine? No. I mean, wait, I, wait. I need to watch the other ones. Is it a crappy movie or is it a good movie? Don't tell me. Um, it's like down the middle. I'm sure. Is it ac- actiony? Yeah. What's coming out? It's not that Snake Eyes movie. Is it? No, but you're close in a way. Um, in a way. Snakes? Snakes? Is that the way I'm going? Snakes! You're or... seeing snakes! <laughs> <laughs> you, and, you and Michael! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Snake like there's oh, not oh it's not I'm doing it. oh, snakes it's got to do with eyes ninjas <laughs> no, ninjas or just like the feel of I've gone too far I've thrown you down soldiers right soldiers just like actiony fighting just, just yeah fighting and... super black widow it's yeah, black widow <laughs> <laughs> that took me what? way too okay, long to think first, of but for real quick so they made a GI Joe movie like when we were in high school then they made a sequel to that movie maybe like six years later that no one uh-huh. saw and, and now, now they're, they're like, making an what about origins origin story learning nothing from x-men origins Wolverine. that's what i was thinking i was like you can't really torpedo a franchise that never took <laughs> off there's but... a line i love those uh screen those screen rant uh pitch meeting things yeah. and there's a line in the x-men origins wolverine one where he's talking about like no i think i want to make sure to call it x-men origins colon wolverine to show that this is going to be a really long series of movies and we're going to have a lot of entries in this saga and the because they're calling this like snake eyes birth of the gi joes or whatever yeah. and i'm like that's just Gonna be, he's just going to copy and paste the same line when this one busts. Oh, oh boy. I can't imagine anyone going to see that, but enjoy it. With the, by the way, this episode sponsored by Snake Eyes. Rest <laughs> Go see it. In that Black Widow movie, if they don't find a way to crowbar in that Iggy Azalea song, which I don't care what anybody says is a straight up bop, they've made a mistake. I don't even care. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit the Marvel Universe. And I don't care. Mm. It's a good song. It bumps. And that's all that really matters. Also, uh, David Arbor is in this. Yeah. so cool. So. I can't, ima- can't believe they like were filming this movie probably like four years ago. Yeah, probably. And they're like, it's finally out. We're so happy. And it's like, do you remember anything about yeah. the production? Or what? I remember when I was filming this during the Great Depression. <laughs> uh, FDR. Club Crackers. I mean, they're right by Ritz Crackers, right? They're the same thing. I'm putting them slightly ahead. Okay. Who cares? Hostess Cupcakes. Trash Campaign. I I, I, I give them an F at least. Uh, Okay, I'll give them an F for you. Just not good. Goldfish. They're not the... I'm not saying because they're like an S or an A even, but it's like... They are like reliable, but they're also just kind of like there. They're kind of like a better version of popcorn, where you're just like you're inhaling them, but you're not really thinking. They're a about better them. version of cheese. It's because they you always know what you're gonna get. That's true. I'm a, I'm gonna put them in B. Okay. I'd consider A, but I think B is probably appropriate. Putting them above regular. There was a time dirt. where I used to buy like the giant carton of those every so often, mm-hmm. and just be like, "This will be my snack for the month." Never goes stale. It's just there. Yeah. Um. 
Hostess snowballs? That is trash can food. I've never eaten them, so I... I They're like pink. They're like pink with a cupcake inside of them. Nothing that flavor. Nothing that color is edible. Uh, Triscuit crackers. Weirdly better and worse than Ritz and Club crackers. And they're like... They're like trying so hard to be high society, yeah, but they're still just a box of friggin' crackers. I give them a D, but like below a D. Yeah. Uh, Nilla wafers. That's a, that's like an A. I think I think so. Yeah. I think that's an A. Are we gonna have any S tiers? I don't how think. Close, we how many would we have left? For fifteen or so. Okay. But Nella wafers are as close to S for me. Oh, we've got one S tier. Okay. I think we've got an S tier. I can't Between... wait. I can't wait for it to not even be close for me. Yeah, and I think I know this one. Better... A, le- a leather belt. <laughs> <laughs> a silk belt. Oh. Better cheddars. What the fuck is that? Some Canadian bullshit. Uh... Uh, on the off chance that it's Canadian, I'm putting it in trash can for <laughs> raccoon. No thanks. Better cheddars. Better. Shatters. Crackers. Oh, I need the crackers, not Jackson Johnsonville sausage. <sighs> Nabisco. They're made by a Nabisco. They're just like worse cheeses. That's like, like a D. No, I'm giving I'm giving them a trash can <laughs> food for a raccoon. These do look even though they're Nabisco, why does that look like they're sold by Schnucks? <laughs> yeah, for sure. They are they do look like good value brand. Uh, they were advertised on television as the San Francisco style snack. What the fuck? Why? How? And they were the and were the first commercials featuring actor comedian Ron Carey as a cable car operator singing the Better Cheddar's theme song and eating the snack. Wow! Can you imagine being so up your own ass? You got a theme song. For your fucking treat. Yeah, and you call yourself the San Francisco style <laughs> snack. All right. What's the San Francisco style? Yeah. Being flavored Whoa. like cheese? Whoa! <laughs> Don't say anything you're going to regret. Uh, uh, which, yeah, what? it's flat. It's bendy. I don't know. It's terrible. <laughs> is that what it is? Overrated. Uh, in what? the same category, chicken biscuits. They're just rich cracker club crackers, but they taste kind of chickeny, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know I don't how know I feel. It's yeah. it's F- I don't know how I feel about things that aren't have no meat in them. Be like, this is a flavor of meat. Yeah. I don't except like that. except they're beef jerky. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beef jerky. Uh, there's like rib flavored chips from Schnucks uh-huh. that are like. I don't know if they taste like ribs and they have they a strong just flavor. They taste like rib sauce. Yeah, they taste kind of like vinegary and barbecue and I do like them, but I'm like, I don't think this tastes like meat, bro. No. <laughs> How about uh, pistachios? Too much work, yeah. And way too much work. I'm going to put them in D at least. F? Give them an F. Screw <laughs> you guys. F for no fun here. Chips Ahoy Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> No fun featured. Few fun featured. Okay, that's enough alliteration. <laughs> enough. Fault, uh, faulting? Never mind. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Um, <laughs> this chair, this table's awful squeaky tonight. Chips Ahoy. Give them a B. Yeah, they're, they're solid. Good. 
Wheat Thins. <laughs> uh, they're better than Triscuits. Yeah, I put them up in this D tier with the other <laughs> indistinguishable crackers. <laughs> this is Chex Mix Cheddar style. I'm going to be real honest. If it's a Chex Mix, it's got to be sweet for me to care. This has like, probably those like weird pretzel, not pretzel things that are garbage. My fiance left me a bag of those, a big bag where I was like, I'm not really going to eat this. My, my fiance left me. <laughs> she, she left because me. I ate yeah. Chex Mix. She left me and she left only the pretzels <laughs> in that bag. And I was like, this is so, this is the most depressing part. <laughs> uh, F tier? D tier? D tier. C tier? D tier. I give it like a. B? A D. Okay. <laughs> B, what the fuck? Gushers. <laughs> Man, I used to really love Gushers. We never got them as a kid, and I was like, yeah, because they got stuff inside. They're like a fruit snack with none of the illusion yeah. of being healthy. This tastes like sugar, because yeah. it's built with sugar, made with real sugar. <laughs> um, like a B? I was like, C. there's C. Yeah. Kid, yeah. Great for kids. Kids love them. C for kids. C-I-D-S. That's how you spell kids. Cars for kids. 1-800-CARS for kids. That doesn't even run here and we know I it. I know. That's terrible. It's the worst. Totino's just the regular ass nachos. That's one of, that's gotta be like a C because like you're never eating those alone. Or Tostitos, I'm sorry. Oh, I was, like I was looking at pizza rolls, which are Tartinos. Okay. Those, How can those companies do the, things? They're like? a C because you need salsa, right? Yeah. But like the one things where they make the little cups uh-huh. where they make those like, are those better. Are, but they're also really hard, which I get. Oh, these are the scoops, actually. Really? So do you want to put like them in the D? Scoops. I give them a D. I think you're right, actually. You're right. They're the, like kind of crunchy and weird. The scoops are like convenient, yeah. but they are hard to eat and like crunchy. Dill, uh, no, wait, Limon Lays? No, oh, those are shit. Trash can food yeah, for yeah, a yeah, no thank you? Shit, okay. Dude. I'm like, I thought, I was like, this would be good, and it just tastes like you're <laughs> chewing on a fucking lime I'm or just, lemon or whatever. I've spent this whole time trying to get you to say trash can food for a raccoon. No that is trash you. can food for a raccoon. No thank you. <laughs> thank you. I just wanted to hear you say the words. Ho-ho's. No. F. Or trash can. So the only good, like, is the only good hostess thing a Twinkie? Well, we're getting there. We can discuss. Because I think they all suck. Yeah, they're all terrible. Okay, yeah, that's also trash can food for a <laughs> for, for garbage panda. For... No, thank you. No, I said it. I said what I said. Kind bars. I would give these an F just for being so friggin' arrogant. You're not any better than <laughs> chewy granola bars. Stop kidding yourselves. Yeah, I give them an F. Oh, they're kind of crunchy. Too. They're just up their own asses. <laughs> um, Milano. Speaking of up your own asses, but they're pretty good. They're good. I give Milano's a B. Yeah, I was thinking the same. Uh, e L Fudge, or as I found out recently, uh, that a friend of mine's father calls them L Fudge. <laughs> it just ignored the period. It's like how I call uh, La Pizza. Where I used to live, just L.A. pizza. <laughs> Man, that's like the pizza from L.A. That's New York that's style. Sweet. You know that classic L.A. style pizza everyone yeah. always talks about? L.A. pizza. To the point that when I say La Pizza now, it sounds like I'm telling a joke. I'm like, let's go to La Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be called that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we would call a place the pizza. Uh, um, what are these again? <laughs> Alpha. I do like those. I above or below Milano's? Uh, below Milano's. B or C? B. You go B. So they're, they're just at the bottom of. Yeah, they're at the bottom of B. Yeah. We'll put Milano's health comfortably in the middle of B. Alright. Regular ass lays. Regular board. Just C. They're yeah. fine. They're good for like barbecue. I'd almost put them in D because it's like you could have gotten so many other kinds of lays. true. When you're just like, I got the li- I got the chips and it's just li- like, I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Here's the one I feel like. Oh boy. We'll, sit, we'll find out. Teddy Grahams. Ooh. We both like them a lot, but are they S tier? Not, we don't. We don't have to have an S tier. We can be exact. I mean, I feel like I give them an A. Okay. But would I? But would I put Nilla wafers over Teddy Grahams? Would you? Those have an A. Right I, now. I would put Nilla wafers over Teddy Grahams. Okay. That's as close as the S as I can think. Nilla wafers. Yeah. They're pretty darn good. Uh, Twinkies. I actively go out of my way not to buy them because I know all of them so fucking fit. Like, I'm more like, wow, what a great product. And I walk right <laughs> by it because I'm like, nope, we can't, we can't buy those. And that's um, why they're going out of business. Twinkies are the best hostess product and they're still like a C. Yep. Because they're fine. They're yeah, fine. they're whatever. Honestly, let's be, looking, if you're looking at a Twinkie, if I walked into a place with someone and they're like, Twinkies, hell yeah, and they like rushed to go eat Twinkies. Get a divorce. Yeah, yeah. probably not like talk to that person anymore. Hundred <laughs> percent, for sure. Combo breakers, but just combos. I haven't eaten a lot of combos, but a lot of other people around me have. I like them. They're all right. They're like a. They're like a B. I'll give them a low B. Uh, just family non cheddar regular you know, Chex Mix, the regular kind. Oh. Like a D, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, they're fine, but I'm I'm really not. I'm not enthused. I'm never like woo. Kettle chips, sea salt. I well, like those. How but do you they feel be... about kettle on the whole? Versus regular chips. I like the eighty percent of the kettle chips in the bag, so long as they're like not already like. There's kettle chips sometimes where a they're like really crunchy. They've like folded in on themselves. Like oh, here's yeah. a ball of chip, and there's like a lot of them in there. Or sometimes I've gotten kettle chips where I swear someone just smashed them against the <laughs> ground, and so it's just shards of kettle chip. And I'm like, well, I guess this is fine. So they're okay. They're all right. But I still think I've. I think there was a time period where I liked them better than regular chips, and now that's flip flopped. Okay, yeah. So C, like a C. And then on the bit, the big ending, the big closer, it's cheese balls. But let's just go cheese puffs in general. How do you feel? Are you a fan? You're not a fan? Not really a fan. Okay, I, that's fine. How I do you feel? That, How do you feel? About you know, it's one of those things yeah. that like the first five are fantastic, and then yeah. the next thousand are terrible. They mess up your hands. They go stale so fast. Yeah, you can never really tell. They're them like they're a stale D either. to me. Yeah, I sometimes like the first bite, the first two, and you like just you don't even chew them. They just kind of almost melt in your mouth and you just smush them. <laughs> no, you just smushed them oh, in your God. mouth. 
Those are like B, maybe yeah. even A, but then they get bad fast. And that's the tier list, folks. You know what I put in S? What? Know, if they had it No here. wafers. Oh, well, yeah, but uh, there's like flaming Hot Cheeto Fries. They're like, have you seen them? They're just like straight. They're not like the weird bumpy looking things. Those are so good. I have never had this. I love them. Uh, okay, well, that's our tier list. And that's our time, folks. That's uh, all you get from us. Any other things you'd like to say? Look out for that spicy episode next week because I think we've run out of I think we've run out of content. We didn't say anything. Sad note to end on about the Columbus goaltender, oh, yeah. Matisse Kivlinix, I think. Mm. But it's not an easy name to pronounce. Just sucks. Yeah. I mean. You know, you hear about the dangers of fireworks, but you always think, like, maybe you, like, lose a finger or, mm. like, burn your arm or something. But, like, ugh, terrible. I mean, yeah, I just can't. I can't imagine what his family's went through or the team. And it was it was very it was very nice to see a lot of a lot of Columbus fans, but a lot of, like, um, Columbus players and people, former teammates and stuff kind of reach out and, and talk about their time with them. It's, yeah. It's, it just sucks. I mean, it was just a really yeah. shitty news to wake up to. I believe I saw him play in Columbus or in Traverse City a oh, few yeah. times. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it shouldn't matter anymore when an athlete, you know, versus any other twenty-four-year-old yeah. dies. But it's like you know about them, and like you know, it just hits harder. I can't imagine, and God, God forbid, obviously, but, like, if it was a top blues prospect, I mean, I remember when it was Oscar Tavares, and yeah, it was, like, say. crushing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still sucks. And, you know, not that this is the part that matters, really, but it, like, altered the course of the entire franchise. Because mm-hmm. you genuinely believe that was, like, a top-level MLB prospect. And then he was just gone, and that you know changed. That, <laughs> That's what's so. so scary about some of the stuff too is that just how fast something like that can happen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're enjoying yourself, and then something like that can just happen. Yeah. So you know, not that our condolences matter, but our you know thoughts are with his family and team and team. Yeah, teammates and yeah. yeah. Sad note to end on, but didn't want to go without mentioning it. Um, and also, you know, screw the Blackhawks or something. Oh, yeah. Go get some Nella wafers. Enjoy.